Welcome to Coach Bennett's podcast, where every run has a purpose, where kindness is hardcore, where this is about running, and this is not about running, where every starting line is a finish line in disguise, where rambling still gets you where you need to be, where pineapple will never ruin your pizza, and the sodas, adult and not adult kind are always cold, and where there is room on the starting line for everybody. I'm Coach Bennett. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Let's get started. We've got so much going on on this episode of Coach Bennett's podcast, episode 17, what you need to start, start over, or start again. That's right. We're going to dive into what you need to get across that starting line, whether it's for the first time or whether you need to get back over the starting line after some time away, or you need to refresh or reset your running and start in a new way. So we're going to go through all of that. The mailbag is back, everybody. So we've got a great mailbag. Keep those letters coming in. Swung by today. A huge pile. Keep them coming in. I, like I said, one of these one of these episodes, we're going to have an all-mailbag episode. But until then... We've got what you need. So let's get started. And just like that, episode 17 has officially begun. That's right. Episode 17 titled, What You Need to Start Running. And really the sub-headline there is, Start Running, Start Running Again, or Start Over. Because it's really all the same starting line. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And here's the thing, just a little news flash, okay, breaking news. It's less than you think. And it's definitely not more than what you've probably already got. And I understand that definitely and probably in the same sentence kind of cancel themselves out. So you do what you will with that. But I think by the end of this, you're going to realize what you actually need to start, start over, start again, in running. And if you're someone who's consistently running right now, I think it's good to know because if you, you know, fall off the proverbial horse, it's not that hard to get back on. And if you know someone who's been away from the sport or has never been a part of the sport, they've only been a part from the sport, or someone who's just at their wits end with what's going on in the sport and they need a reset, a refresh, a rebirth in this sport of running, well, you're going to either point them in the direction of episode 17, or you're just going to relay the wisdom. You're going to take the baton that I'm handing off to you, and you're going to give it to that individual, that teammate, that friend, that family member, that colleague, that person you care enough about to say, hey, guess what? I've got some info that might be able to help you. Because I'll tell you what, there are way more people that are nervous about getting to the starting line than there are people on the starting line crossing it, okay? I would love for the world to just be full of runners running, but it's really more full, by far, of runners not running. Because as far as I'm concerned, everyone is meant to be a runner. They're just running or they're not running. That's, That's it. That's the only difference. So, Let's get as many people to the starting line and over the starting line as possible. 
And that's the inspiration for this podcast. Well, that and there's a great song by one of my favorite bands, NXS, the great Aussie band, band from Down Under, from Australia. Shout out to all of you that listen to the podcast in Australia. Because I'll tell you what, the second most popular listening city is a city in Australia. That's right. I can't remember if it's Melbourne or Sydney, but it's one of them is number two, which is wild. And I think Sydney has like three of the top 10 most popular cities of listeners for Coach Bennett's podcast. So shout out to you, Australia, right? And I've never been there and I want to visit. I really do. And I I really should because I've only heard great things about it. But that's that's for another time. Maybe I'll get some invites in the mailbag after this episode. But there's a great song by NXS called What You Need, which if you've never heard the song, oh, well, that may be the first gift of this podcast, is now you've got your new favorite song, because it is a fantastic song. And there's also, this is probably going to be a little bit harder to find, um, there is a version, a live version from when they played, I want to say in LA, maybe in the Hollywood Bowl. This would have been back in the 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 late 80s maybe mid 80s because i think it was before the album kick came out where they ended the concert with this version of what you need that was so good and i i have to digress back into the actual episode that we're doing but what you need almost deserves its own episode it is a really really great song and it came out on the album i believe it's shabu shaba which came out before the big album that kind of broke in excess globally which was kick so there's your music lesson for the podcast i can't commit right now since it's early that it'll be the only music lesson but i always want to get in at least one music lesson so let's get into episode 17's heart and soul which is what you need to start running start running again or start over in running. And I'm going to start with not what would probably be number one family feud style. Okay, that first most popular answer, because I'm going to guess the most popular answer is going to be someone saying, a good pair of shoes. Yeah, I don't think that's number one. I think the most important thing you need to start running is a purpose, is a reason is a why. Like, why are you starting to run? And I'll tell you why it's so important to have the right why. Because most people that start running, especially as adults, start running pretty much for only the wrong reasons. And I'll give you an example. One of the most popular times to start running is on January 1st. And it's not because people say, you know what, I'm going to try something fun. I'm going to try something that's challenging, that's exciting, that's invigorating, that's going to make me feel confident, that's, that's going to strengthen me, that's going to empower me, that's going to have a ripple effect in a positive way with my entire life. No, nay, that is not what the inspiration is for most people. It's usually a really deep, dark place. It's usually people hating on themselves. That is the inspiration. 
that is getting them to the starting line. This idea of, I don't like who I am. I don't like who I've become. I don't like how I look. I don't like how I feel. I am not proud of myself. I think I'm a failure. I think I suck. I'm no longer an athlete. I can't do what I used to do. Um, I, I don't look the way I want to. All of these things. And that's what they're bringing to the starting line on day one. That's the mentality. It's, I want to get away from myself. I want to run away from who I am. I want to stop being this person. And I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a really, really toxic way to cross a starting line with that mentality. You know, like this idea that, you know, you're trying to lose a part of yourself with every single run until eventually there's some brand new person there. And I'll give you a couple reasons why I think that's a terrible way to start running or start running again or start over in running. I think every run should end with you, more holy you. You've heard me say that before, W-H-O-L-L-Y. I also think running should be about you gaining things and not losing things. I, I'll give you an example. A lot of people start running in the new year because they want to lose weight. I, I'm sorry. I understand some people consider that like a healthy reason to, to run. I, I have to disagree. I think it's healthy to say I want to gain fitness. I think it's healthy to say I want to run because I want to be healthier. But I think tying it to something around losing weight, that can be a byproduct potentially of running. But that should not be the inspiration. If you gain fitness, if you become healthier, if you become stronger, everything's going to work out. But if your metric is losing weight, I'll tell you what, running is not going to be as joyous and as positive as it should be, as it can be, okay? So the purpose is really, really important. Having the right mindset around why you want to run is important. And some may say, well, it's just semantics what you're saying. Well, not really. I'll tell you what, if, if you're on a run and you're thinking about, okay, this is day one, I'm not getting very far, I'm only running for five minutes, I'm not running very fast, I'm totally out of shape, this isn't good, I'm not any good, I can't believe this, I used to be able to do more, I used to be able to run faster, I used to look differently, it, well, I'll tell you what, that negative self-talk is damaging. And if I have a choice as a coach where it's like, hey, coach, do you want us to have, you know, less shit talking of ourselves or you know more reaffirmations and 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 you know positive talk I, let's ditch the shit talking you know like cuz as far as i'm concerned that's way more damaging than the positive affirmations are having a positive effect on you okay i i i think you know you just constantly poking at yourself, jabbing at yourself, punching yourself, beating yourself down. Let's ditch that. And a lot of that can be ditched if you change the purpose of why you're running. Okay? If you change the purpose of why you're starting, starting over, starting again. And listen, this isn't just for new runners. This is for everyone that's running. Even you, superstar, consistency, you know, um, never miss a day, star award certificate people guess what i'll tell you if you can work 
on diminishing or getting rid of completely the shit talking, the negative self-talk, your runs are going to get better and you're going to get better. You're going to run faster. You're going to run stronger. You're going to run longer. It's just the, and these are the things that a lot of people have as goals. Okay. Like, listen, there are an infinite variety of goals, which is what we're talking about now purposes, but some people they're performance driven. And by performance, it's not, I want to perform better as, you know, a partner or a teacher or a lawyer or a cashier or as a mom or as a dad or as a sister or as a brother. And running allows me to do that because it gives me confidence. Um, and it gives me, you know, peace of mind. Like that's, that's performance, but some people, they want to go faster. They want to go further. Great. So I'm talking to you fast, further performance driven metric driven based on time pace speed guess what you will never go as fast or as far as you could have if you're being a shitty teammate to yourself if your purpose for running stems from a place of negativity and fear or anger yeah it's not going to happen the way that it should so yeah you still may run fast you could have run faster you still may run far. You could have gone farther, okay? So knowing a purpose is super important, and having the right purpose is super important, okay? That mindset, why am I doing this? So when you're thinking about starting to run or you know someone that's thinking to start running, okay, have that conversation with them or they, you need to tell them, have that conversation with themselves. Why am I doing this? And make sure it's for a good reason, a strong, positive reason. Because those negative purposes, they corrode the engine, okay? It's really cheap, poor fuel. It burns through really, really quickly, and it corrodes the engine. Now, if you have something good, you have some positive purpose, okay? That's some high-grade fuel. That's not going to corrode the engine. It's going to make the engine work better. It's going to make the engine more powerful. And it lasts. Okay? And the cool thing is, it recycles itself. So, purpose. I started with purpose. Now I'll go to kind of the crowd favorite, which is shoes. You need a good pair of shoes. Now, here's the thing. When you start running, I I got, you know, you don't have to have the greatest shoes in the world to start running. Okay. The more you run, the more important the shoes become. Okay. Which is why, you know, the assumption usually is, well, you need a good pair of shoes because I'll tell you what, it's coming from a good place. It's, you know, somebody like me, I assume that if you're doing this the right way for the right reasons, you're going to want to run more. And the more you run, the more you need shoes that are right for you. So yes, you are going to need a great pair of running shoes. And what makes a pair of running shoes great are a number of things. The most important component is the runner in the running shoes. Like you're the one who decides if they're great because they could be the the best made shoes with the greatest cushioning in the world and perfect support and all this stuff. But if they're uncomfortable for you, they're terrible running shoes. The shoes have to be comfortable for you. Because what you want is to forget about the shoes on the run. You want to basically take the shoes for granted. Okay? I know it sounds weird, but I'm, I'm terrible at testing shoes. 
terrible because if I really like the shoes, I have nothing to say because I forget. Like I go for the run and I know I'm supposed to be thinking about the shoes, but if the shoes are doing their job, I forget that I'm wearing them. I just, I do my run. To be honest, one of the last things I want to be thinking about on a run are the shoes. Because if I'm thinking about the shoes, it means that there's something about them that's sticking out to me like, oh, that feels very, very different. I I just, I want to run. I just want to run. So if the shoes are comfortable, I forget I'm wearing them. I'll tell you what, your most comfortable pair of jeans, you're not thinking about them while you're wearing them. You're not walking around like, oh, these are so comfortable. Oh my goodness. And people are like, I'm sorry. Did you just talk to yourself? And you're like, yes, I'm sorry. I'm wearing my comfy jeans and I just, I can't stop thinking about them. It's like when you get into like a comfortable bed, initially you're like, oh, this bed feels great. And then you just fall asleep. You're not up all night raving about how comfortable the bed is. That's not how it should work. So yes, you need a pair of shoes, but your first couple of runs, just, you're only going for a couple of minutes. Okay, and we'll get to why you're only going for a couple minutes in a little bit because that's part of what you need to start, start over and start again. But you're only going for a couple of minutes. So the key is go for a run and enjoy what you're doing and you'll want to run again. So the shoes that you only have for a couple of minutes, you're okay. You know, just grab the running shoes that you already got. And then in a couple of runs, we're going to have a talk and we're going to say, I think it's time to get a pair of running shoes okay, that are going to do for you what you deserve shoes to do for you because of what you're doing, okay? So we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, so purpose, shoes, what's next? All right, uh, a watch of some kind, okay? And listen, not because of the metrics, not because I'm saying you have to run this amount of time, but I'll tell you this. A watch tells time, and I think early on, you should be running for time and not distance, okay? So that's one thing. Just from my philosophy, I think you should be running for time and not distance. And, and, and here's why. Because I can tell anyone who's brand new to go run for five minutes. And guess what? They're done in five minutes. But if I tell everyone to go and start by running uh, 1.5K, Well, some people are back in seven minutes. Some people are back in 10 minutes. Some people are back in 12 minutes. Some people are back in 15 minutes. So who did more? Well, everyone did the same distance, but duration-wise, not everyone did the same. And that's where things can get funky early on. So for me as a coach, it's much better knowing, okay, I'm limiting everyone to the same duration or I'm asking everyone to challenge themselves with the same duration. As we run more, suddenly distance and duration, you can play with those things with your training and we can get to that later. But it's it's also one of those discussions that you have, again, similar to the shoes. Your first three or four days of running, I'm not so concerned in having a conversation with you about shoes. Okay, but that seventh, eighth, tenth run, I'm I'm now suddenly concerned. I and I don't mean in a negative way. It's exciting, but it's something where I go, we need to have this conversation. It's the same thing with your early runs. Your first run, let's go for 20 minutes. Okay, and you may think, well, I can't run for 20 minutes, but we'll get to why I think maybe you can. But early on, I would love for you to have a watch for no other reason than to press start when you start and to press stop 
when you stop because I also want you to have a running log which I didn't have in my notes of like, what am I going to bring up? But I'm just going to add this in. I'm going to pencil it in. You need a running log. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, you need a notebook or a journal or a diary where you can jot down, hey, ran for five minutes today. And you'll probably want to write, that's not much. But you're not going to. You're going to say that's five minutes more than yesterday, which is 300 seconds more than yesterday, which is a lot more than yesterday. I'm excited about tomorrow. That's that's probably what you'll write because your mindset's going to be so strong and so powerful and and so, you know, positive and straightforward. So that's what you're going to do. And you may then pencil in, I'm not where I want to be, but it's the athlete today that's going to help me get closer to where I want to be. Boom. What a great first entry into your running journal, running log, running diary, running notebook, whatever you want to call it. And you're going to be able to know how long you ran because you have a watch. So you don't need a big fancy watch. You just need a watch that tells you how long you went. Duration. That's it. So a stopwatch. We can talk about fancy watches later. Okay. Just like we're probably going to have another conversation about shoes. We'll have another conversation about watches because we're going to have another conversation about metrics and what they mean. And now you can start paying attention to certain things. But other than I ran for X minutes, and this is how I felt, which is comfortable and easy, there's nothing else to know. Your pace doesn't matter early on at all. It doesn't matter. All we're trying to do is run. That's it. So, so far, what do you need? It's not so much. You need the right purpose or why. You need some running shoes But again, we don't need the running shoes just yet because we're just starting. And we need a watch and a notebook, diary, or journal. And we're almost done. This is what's cool. So as you can see, it's not this exhaustive list of stuff. But what's next is some clothes. But what's next is some clothes. Yeah. Now here's the thing. You may be thinking, ooh, I got to go shopping. Not really. Again, it's early on. We're not talking about you on your 50th run. We're talking about you on your first and your third and your fifth run. So what I want for you is for you to have clothes that you're comfortable in while you're running. Again, we will have another conversation about the apparel that you're wearing for running after you've been running for a little while. But right now, clothes that you're comfortable running in. That's it. What are you comfortable running in right now? All right? But you have to think what you are comfortable running in right now. You may be like team gray sweats where you're like, you know what? I'm going to wear some gray cotton sweatpants and I've got a gray cotton sweatshirt and that's what I want to rock right now. Okay. We're going for our first run and our next run and we're just, that's fine. If you're comfortable, great, because the last thing I want is you stressed, anxious on the starting line of these first runs, and you shouldn't want yourself to be stressed or anxious on these first runs and worrying about, like, am I wearing the right thing? I don't feel comfortable in what I'm wearing. I feel like a fake or a fraud because I'm wearing running shorts or whatever. If you're comfortable wearing running shorts, fantastic, I want you comfortable. If you're comfortable wearing gray sweats, great, I want you comfortable. Because you're going to have a better run if you're comfortable. Now, this is another one of those conversations down the road. You know, like run 15, run 20. I'm going to tell you there are 
running clothes that are built so your run is even more comfortable for you. Now that we're running a little bit longer, now that we're running a little bit more consistently, more days a week, now that we're trying different types of runs, because yes, you will be trying different types of runs because you're going to have this wonderful, diverse week of running that mixes things up and keeps things fresh. So guess what? There's apparel that's made for you because there is such a diversity in running apparel, okay? You will find the stuff that you're comfortable running in. Short shorts, longer shorts, not even shorts at all. Maybe it's tights. Maybe it's joggers, which are just running pants, you know? Short sleeves, long sleeves, no sleeves on your shirts. Jog bras, zip-ups, half zips, full zips, hoodies, crews. It doesn't matter. You're going to find what you're comfortable running in that also is built to make your run more comfortable. So there's two components to this. Are you comfortable? And is the apparel doing its job? Because you know, you've heard me say every run has a purpose. Well, every piece of apparel, running apparel, has a purpose too. And the purpose is to make your run more comfortable for you. That's right. So you're going to find that maybe there's a shift in the clothes early on that you were comfortable running in. Well, now it's let's find the clothes that you're comfortable running in that also make the run more comfortable. Okay? So two parts of that conversation. Early on when you're starting, you just want to be running in the clothes that you're comfortable running in. And then we'll have that follow-up conversation and start finding clothes that are also making the run better while the runner's getting better. Okay? All right, we're coming. We're getting close to the finish line here. All right. So here's another one, um, and I got a couple slashes through here. So I have like community slash teammates slash support staff. Okay. We all need this. All right. We all need it, and it's out there. Our people are out there, and this is why we need it. I think it may be the single most important aspect outside of knowing what you're doing in terms of how you're going to be consistently successful. And by consistently successful, I mean keep coming back to the starting line. To me, that's the baseline for success in running. Do you keep coming back to the starting line? Because you want to. Because you know on the other side of that starting line, there's the potential to be extraordinary. There's the potential to end better. It makes you happier, stronger, more you. So all of that, knowing that's on the other side of the starting line, For us to really be successful, we have to keep coming back to the starting line. It doesn't mean every single day. But if it used to be, well, I took three years off, and now we're running twice a week, that's success. And who knows? Maybe in a year it'll be three times a week or four times a week. Who knows? Okay? The upside is the upside. There's no end to it. We just can keep going up. There is no ceiling. Okay? There is no roof. We can just keep going. There are so many different things, an endless amount of ways that we can experience running. It can be, hey, I run every every day of the week. Now, four of those days, I'm only running for five minutes, but I just feel good getting out there and going through the process, you know? Great. Okay. That's terrific. Some people, yeah, I've consistently run two to three days a week for years. It's wonderful. Or, you know, I had a little period of time where I stopped running, but the fact that I had this support system, okay, those teammates, that community, they brought me back. There were nights when I didn't want to run, but I knew I could help my teammates, I could help my friends, or I had a responsibility with my run crew or my run club. I'll tell you what, study after study after study shows that people that have a community, a vibrant support group around them, 
are more consistent in terms of the effort, the work, and the success. And why is that? Well, it's because when we feel like we're a part of a community, we act like we're a part of a community, which means we are more involved. We show up for each other when we don't want to only show up for ourselves so often because it's easy it's easy to give up on ourselves it's a lot harder to give up on each other so you want to find your team you want to find your tribe you want to find your community you want to find your group of people that you can be a part of you want to find that group of people that bring you back to the starting line you want to find that family that you choose okay that is going to support you and it's going to be a group of people that you can support. Because I'll tell you what, both of those things are needed. We need the support of others, but we also need to support other people. It's just part of being human. So we all need our Wilson. You know what I mean? If you've seen Castaway, then you know what I'm talking about. Like, there's, you know, a lot of people think that Tom Hanks's character survived in Castaway because he learned how to, you know, spear some fish and he found some water. Like, yeah, that's how maybe he physically survived, but he would have lost his mind if he didn't have Wilson. He had a friend. He had a confidant. He had someone that he could talk to. Wilson was that person that he could go to when he was struggling. Wilson was that person that showed up for him, and that's why he got up every day and showed up for Wilson. That's why he kept getting more fish. That's why he found the water. That's why he kept making fire. That's why he didn't give up because he had Wilson. We all need our Wilsons in our life. Find them. Run crews, run clubs, teams. Find them. They're out there. And if you're a part of a crew, if you're a part of a club, if you're a part of a team, take care of each other. Okay? Okay, the next one um, is obviously important to me for obvious reasons. It's guidance. Okay? I'm not saying you need a full-time coach, but you need to know what you're doing. You need help in that regard, at least initially. Because if you don't know how to run, you're probably going to run the wrong way. And how do I know that? Well, because most people run the wrong way. And that's why they do fall off that proverbial horse. And that's why they think they're not enough to run. That's why people say running sucks. That's why people say I'm not a runner. Well, you are a runner. You're just running the wrong way. And it's not really hard to learn how to run the right way, okay? It might be hard to consistently run the right way because you're battling with yourself and all that kind of stuff, but that's, that's for another time. The point is learning how to run learning the different types of runs, learning how um, you have control over the different efforts within yourself. And those efforts are kind of like different characters, you know, like you've got your throw down nasty 10 out of 10 speed. Like that's a, that's a character inside you. A lot of people don't realize they've got that. They, they feel like they've only got the slug and drudge, really, really slow running. A lot of people don't even realize like, hey, the slower you run, actually, the worse it is for you. Like if you pick things up just a little bit, one, you'll probably feel a little bit better, but your form will be a little bit better. Some people run slower than they even need to. But the reason why I usually have to tell people to back off is because they run way faster than they should. So knowing how to navigate that stretch between too fast and too slow, well, you need a little bit of guidance. And a lot of that goes back to like, well, what's the purpose of the run? So I talked about like the purpose of why you're running. Well, there's a purpose to each run which is important to know 
because it's a great way to kind of have this layer of insurance of I'm not going to screw this up because I know it's an easy run. So if I start running too hard and I'm working really hard and this feels really hard and it's supposed to be an easy run, wait a minute. All right, let's pump the brakes. Let's back off. The purpose of this run is a recovery run. It's an easy run. Or I'm doing a tempo run. I'm starting to struggle. This is kind of hard. Oh, geez, this does not feel easy. Uh, I, I suck. Wait a minute. No, it's a tempo run. You're supposed to be uncomfortable on this run. You're actually doing it the right way. If it felt easy, you'd be screwing up the tempo run. So understanding when you're supposed to feel these things and when you're not, that you have the power to back off and you have the power to push. All of these things are super important. So having that guidance is essential, okay? That's why the first run is so popular and has been done so many millions of times because I take the brunt of the blame early on because people don't know how to run. So at first, they're a little skeptical of what I'm saying. And I say, listen, just try it this way and you can blame me. You can blame me at the end of the run if this doesn't work, but I know it's going to work. So what happens is, is once you build the trust with the athlete, they're more willing to listen. And if they're more willing to listen, they're more willing to learn. Now, this is the other side of it, though. The more the athlete learns, the more freedom they deserve. The more the athlete knows, the more responsibility that they can take on for themselves. And at some point, they don't need me anymore, which is the ultimate goal. And then you're free to fly. Now, it doesn't mean you still don't need people to bounce ideas off of or kind of check yourself when you get out of control. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you've got all the info now, okay? If you need, you know, someone there to say, hey, am I doing this right? I just want to make sure. That's great. And there's always more to know. But eventually you become less, you know, coach athlete and more like colleagues when it comes to this, you know, because you become your own best coach. And that's the gig. That's the goal. And once you become your own best coach, you realize how to start, start over and start again, because we fall off the horse too. But I know how to get back on the horse. And sometimes I do have to reach out to my community, my team, my crew, my club, my coaches, and say, hey, I need a little bit of help, a little bit of guidance, a little bit of support. That will never change. But I've got the capability now to guide myself if need be. Sometimes I just like that extra support. So guidance is also one of those essential things that you need when you start, start over or start again. And you can get it a lot of different ways. I'm obviously biased. I think the guided runs are pretty awesome. This podcast is really good. I've got the Coach Bennett's newsletter, which is really great. There's the two Coach Bennett's talking podcast. You know, I'm putting out articles all over the place. The point is I'm trying to give you what you need, okay? All right, let's keep moving on because we're almost done. A challenge. That's one of the things you need when you start running. A challenge. And I'll tell you why. Because running is a challenge. So you need to acknowledge that first. Running is not something where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get fit and it's going to be so seamless and it's going to be not easy because I know running is hard. But like you have to just say, this is going to be a challenge and I'm going to embrace that. Like I'm going to embrace this challenge, which mentally is a huge leap for people. Because when they start running, I don't think they take into account, hey, this ain't always going to be easy. Like, February in the Northeast sucks. 
it's really hard to keep running in February in the Northeast. You know what I mean? And if you don't know what I mean, I'm going to tell you. A lot of people that start running in January, there's like this two-week honeymoon, you know, where you get in your runs, you're feeling really good, and then it starts to dwindle a little bit in late January, but you're really proud of yourself. You're still keeping your running log and all that stuff, you know, and you ran through some snow, and it was cold, and, you know, you got a cute little toboggan hat now with like the little bouncy ball on the top and everything's awesome and your gloves work it's you're like so psyched that like you you're like why would why did i not run in gloves for the first two weeks of january that's crazy so now you feel good then february hits and it's like dirty snow sleet it's dark at like 3 30 you're starting to you know wonder why why am i doing this this is miserable and february is still so far away from spring but it's also so far away of like the joy and the celebration of like late december in early January so you're just kind of lost it's like the Tuesday of months it's just miserable okay and that's when people just stop running now if you flip it a little bit and you say hey I'm going to start running in January and I am going to take on February like because if I can get through February ready to rock and roll in March but we're not even going to think about March I'm thinking about February I want you the training I'm doing in January is just so I can kick February's ass and I know it's going to be dirty snow and I know it's going to be you know just sleet and gross gross kind of it's not even like beautiful snow anymore it's just it's just always sleet and it's so dark all the time so I'm going to be scheduling this the right way and I know I'm going to probably have to be on a treadmill a lot and but you know what that's my challenge I embrace it that's badass for other people the challenge is i'm going to train for a race and i'm that's my commitment like and that's a challenge you know what i mean or it's i'm going to force myself to go and visit a bunch of different run crews in the city because i know that i need a support system and this is a great way to explore the city but my challenge is each week can i show up at one of these group runs incorporate a challenge be challenged okay if you can keep challenging yourself it's going to be a form of excitement and focus for you. It doesn't mean you have to meet all of the challenges, but try and take on some challenges. And I think it's absolutely essential when you start running to throw a challenge in there for yourself, okay? Have it be kind of a North Star to you. Like, I am going to meet a different group every single week in February, or I am going to run on the treadmill six times in January. Like, throw in a little bit of a, you know, hey, let's let's try to take this on. And who knows, maybe it turns into something else. Maybe it does turn into a race, or maybe it does turn into something that you take on in the spring, uh, or a new group of people. Maybe you start your own group. Who knows? Maybe you take on more responsibilities within this crew that you started to meet. But you can always have challenges be a part of your running. A lot of people just don't include them early on when they start start again or start over. Okay, my last thing that I'm going to bring up is the same as the first thing, which is a purpose. But I'm going to make it plural now. I think you need purposes. So I know it was very important to have that initial purpose and make sure that it's something powerful and it's something that is high quality and and a high-grade fuel as opposed to a low-quality, corrosive type of fuel. So you know what I'm talking about there. But I think you should have multiple purposes. So if it is something like, all right, I want to to get healthier. I want to gain fitness. That's awesome because every single run can end with that result. That's an awesome one to have because every single run 
has you gaining fitness, but maybe also include a couple of their purposes. Like I want my runs to help me deal with stress in my life. So what I want is I want my runs to be an experience where at the end of it, I feel less stressed. Okay. But you're going to flip it and you're going to say more at peace. There's another purpose right there. Another purpose could be, I want to be outside more because in the winter months, I'm never outside. Okay, there's another great purpose because guess what? Every time you go for a run outside, you're meeting that purpose, whether it's a five-minute run, a 20-minute run, or a 50-minute run. You're nailing it. Have those purposes that are consequential to you on a daily basis, okay? They're not measured by how fast or how far. There are other types of reasons other types of motivations, other types of inspirations for you to start a run, okay? I'm going to explore the town a little bit more. So I'm going to take a different road. And by the way, this can literally be in your neighborhood. In my neighborhood about a year ago, I was so bored. I said, I'm going to run every single road in my neighborhood. Like all the little like cul-de-sacs and like left turns and dead ends. And I did it. And I think it ended up being like just under four miles. Now, normally I get out of my neighborhood in one direction in about two minutes or in the other direction in about five and a half minutes, five minutes. This one, I stayed in the neighborhood for the entire like 35 minutes, okay? Because I ran every single part of the neighborhood. Because I was like, you know what? I've been living here for a while. I haven't been on all the roads. What a great way to explore my neighborhood, my immediate neighborhood. You can do this in your city. You can do this in your town. There are parks that you can go to. Have purposes that are immediately achievable when you go for a run. And then celebrate them in that running log of yours that you've got. So these are the things that I think are absolutely essential for you to start running. And if you if you look at it, None of this you need to leave the house for other maybe than the watch, okay? But I imagine if you have any kind of watch in your house, you know, even if they've got like two hands or three hands on them, it's not even digital, you can look at that. I mean, as long as you know how to read a watch, you just look and when it goes two and a half minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you turn around and you come back. I mean, that's all you got to do. If you're doing a guided run, guess what? I do it for you. But the point is, is that other than the watch or the phone, you don't need anything else initially. I told you the shoes I don't really care about until you've run a couple of times, and then we're going to have that conversation. I told you the apparel. What, what, what do you have right now in your drawers that you're comfortable running in? You know? It doesn't matter. I don't care how old or raggedy it is. It doesn't matter. Like, if, if you're comfortable running in it, it's badass. It's awesome. And we'll talk about different clothes later, like I said. So right now, it's not much. It's having the right purpose. It's a pair of shoes on your feet. It's a watch on your wrist. Or, you know, it's the timer on your phone. It's uh, the clothes that you're comfortable running in. It's a community, teammates, family, and that can be the people just around you immediately. Who can you go to to say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to take on this, and I'd love your support. And you know what you do? Find the people in your life that you support. I bet they'd be happy to support you back. At least they should. And if they're not, then maybe you need to find different people in your life. That's a different conversation altogether, but it's an important one. Guidance. Well, I'm here for you. Okay, but there are other great coaches, I'm sure, that are around you if you, for whatever reason, don't enjoy my dulcet tones. A challenge, that's internal. Come up with it yourself. And then multiple purposes. If you can have those things, you've got what it takes to start, start over, start again. 
And like I said, it's not just people that have been out of running. It's people that are in running that need to start, start over, or start again because they're running the wrong way or for the wrong reasons, all right? Now, one of the things that I want to sneak in here at the end, which I think is super important, is a little exercise that you can do on a daily basis, or it can be before a run, or during a run, or after a run, okay? It's a little mindset exercise, which means I'm bringing in and I don't have the music yet. I should I should be working on her entrance music, but I'm bringing in mindset coach extraordinaire Tammy Bennett. That's right, at Show Up Society. She's gonna come in 60 seconds to give you that mindset minute, something that can help you anytime you need it to get that mindset right, okay? So without any further ado, I'm handing the baton off to Tammy. So one of my favorite mindset tips is to come at it from a place of curiosity rather than from a place of pressure. So I love to start out with the words, let's see. So it might look like, let's see if I can run one more minute. Let's see if I can run up this hill. Or let's see what happens if I do a speed run. Let's see what happens if I run with music. Or let's see if I like running on trails. Let's see if I like doing long runs. So when you come at it from a place of let's see with curiosity, rather than from a place of pressure, like I have to run, I better be able to do this workout, I better be able to finish, it's so much less pressure on you and it can make it way more fun. So find a way to come at it with curiosity rather than with pressure. Let's see instead of I have to. Let's see if I like instead of I need to. Okay, have fun. There you go. There was your mindset minute clocking in, according to Tammy. I haven't actually timed it at 58 seconds. She's a pro. It's amazing. And I love that advice. And let's see if I can wrap up this podcast in just a few minutes, because I know that I'm kind of uh, getting into uh, a length here that I would like to not go beyond, but we've got the mailbag to open up, so let's get right into the mailbag, and then we're going to be wrapping things up. Okay, so this mailbag comes by air mail, which is kind of cool, royal mail par avion, which I'm assuming is French, Um, and let's see, let's open this up, okay, um... This is from Matt from Essex in the UK, and he writes, Hi, Coach. There's a question and a thank you. I'll start with the question. What's the best way to break in a new pair of running shoes? Great question. Um, I like to break in a new pair of running shoes by just walking around in them. So that's what I do. Usually, I'll walk right out of the store with them on just to start breaking them in. And I know a lot of people get very precious about their new running shoes and they try to keep them clean as long as they can. Uh-uh, I don't do that, you know. A, a clean pair of running shoes mean a an unused pair of running shoes as far as I'm concerned. So I like to just rip the Band-Aid off. Like, we're going to get these bad boys dirty. Let's just get them dirty. So let me put my old running shoes in the box. Unless the store has a place where you can recycle those running shoes, okay? So give them give them back to be recycled. But if not, and you're going to use them for other things like walking around and stuff like that, great. Put them in the box, walk out with your running shoes, break them in, 
by walking around in them. That's what I would do. And it, you don't have to do it for very long. Two hours of walking around, they're ready to be running. Okay. You don't, you don't need to go through this process of like a week of breaking it in, you know, just walk around in them for a little while and they are good to roll. All right. And here's the thank you. Um, this is what Matt has, uh, in the rest of the letter. You may or may not remember because it was a while ago now, but I sent you a message on Instagram back in November, 2022. I told you that my wife had just had a spinal injury and at that time was paralyzed. I was a mess and felt guilty about running because the person I love the most in the world couldn't even stand. And you replied. You took the time to offer me advice, and you may not have known it. Comfort me. My wife is now walking and determined to run again. I couldn't be prouder of her, and I couldn't be more thankful to you. Running makes me happy. You got me running again. You gave me some happiness in a very dark time. So thank you. Take care of yourself, and cheers to you, Matt. P.S. When are you coming to the U.K.? I owe you a tasty pint. Well, Matt, you don't owe me anything, especially after sharing that kick-ass letter. Please know how, uh, how much it means to get a letter like that. And I hope you know that um, you're a great teammate and partner to your badass, kick-ass wife. And let her know she's crushing it. She is doing awesome. That is so, so great. And when she's ready, maybe we can share a starting line all together. That is amazing, inspiring, and awesome. Thank you so much for the letter. And um, yeah, I really, really appreciate it. Maybe I'll get you a tasty pint, all right? Or at least the first round. Maybe you can get the second round. First round's on me. All right, everybody. That is episode 17. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope it helped. I hope that this time we spent together was worth your while because I know how important it is to respect your time. So I will ramble no more. I'm going to be signing off. So thanks again. And until next time, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And I will meet you on another starting line. Thank you so much for listening to Coach Bennett's podcast today. And if you're not already following or subscribed to the podcast and whatever platform you're listening, well, I really wish you would because it helps a lot. Also, check out the show notes because you'll find a link to Coach Bennett's newsletter as well as all the social media sites that I'm on. Places like Threads and Facebook and Instagram and Mastodon and YouTube and even the artist formerly known as Twitter, whatever that dumpster fire is called today, you'll find a link to it because I'm on there. Thank you so much again for listening, and until next time, take care of yourself.